step into a world shrouded in ash and darkness, where legends come to life and ancient powers linger. Welcome to Adventures in Lollygagging. We are playing Forbidden Lands. Join us as we set sail on longships and explore the unknown, braving untold danger and discovering hidden treasure that lies beneath ash and snow. This week is Melissa's turn for a character question, but I'm going to shake things up a bit. Pacho. Mm. We're opening on you. You are standing outside the Scrailing Warren. Rain is softly falling. The You're holding both horses by the reins. Uh, Ven and Cloud are surprisingly unsettled. Uh, they're gently tugging at the reins, stamping their hooves. Around you, Scrailing are uh, scurrying about, uh, incredibly busy. You know that this is the time where they're trying to store as much as they can before the week of darkness. Uh, to you, it it looks like a chaotic mob uh, with all these scrailing going to and fro and all sorts of odd angles, but there has to be some sort of order to the madness because uh, no one ever actually hits another scrailing. No sleds are toppled over. What have you been doing while gunk is underneath the warren here? Mm. I, I anger at this, at this place, at these people, at these furless, pink-skinned, weak things that fail to even protect themselves, that fail to protect their own pack. So I'll stand here with these meat creatures that Zaldrin loves, and I'll protect them for the pack. But other than that, his nose is just open, and he's smelling everything, trying to take in the individual sense of the scralings around him and the environment because he trusts nothing here any longer. He, he expects the pack to be attacked at any time from any quarter. And all he wants to do is escape with, with his pack intact. Give me an insight check. You're going to get something no matter what, even if you fail here. But the right. more successes you get, the more detail you'll get. Okay, so insight, I got five in wits and two in insight, so. Okay, that's two successes and no one, so I'm going to go ahead and push it. Okay, uh, four successes, but I took two points of wits damage. Four successes, awesome. So what I was going to give you is that your wolfkin keen senses pick up a scent on the wind. Uh, despite this rain uh, kind of dulling everything around you, you still get a whiff of blood. With those successes, I'm going to tell you that the blood is fairly fresh, that it is elf blood, and there's a mix of some other scent in there that seems alien to you. Something that you're not used to smelling. Can Gunk uh, determine the direction or distance they smell uh, this from? I'm going to be able to tell you that you can determine the general direction. Um, it is into the woods nearby. Sort of the same direction as the orchard, but not specifically that direction. You are a couple miles from the orchard, so... The, the scent coming to you, it, it's probably not that far. So you see Bacho hunch a little bit and his ears fall back flat and the, the, 
the rough, the fur on his neck stands up and he arches his head back and he lets out a great howl, hoping that Gunk will hear it and know that the pack needs to rally. Scrailing immediately starts scattering uh, Atlas howling. Uh, it's something they've heard before from Reavers. Uh, they definitely did not expect it from you. You don't look like a Reaver. You're not dressed like a Reaver. But the, the fact that you start howling, their instincts kick in, and they just start going to ground. Uh, Gunk, I'm going to say that you are capable of hearing this. Uh, it's around the time that you would be coming back out, so you wouldn't be too far away. So Gunk will, uh, hearing it, will drop to all fours if he wasn't already, and he will start scrambling at faster rate as he understands what this, this message means. He is, he is rushing to Pacho. You start bounding through the Warrens, uh, kind of fighting a wave of scrailing going the other direction at this point. Pushing uh, them over, knocking them, slamming them into the ticket in my way. <laughs> I don't care. It's <laughs> WWE down there. Uh, you get out of the war and fine. Uh, it's just a little more difficult because everyone going the other direction. And you see Bacho and the very startled horses. Uh, the scrailing themselves, most of them have gone into the war end, but a few of them are starting to poke their heads out, seeing that there's no actual danger. What is it? What is Bacho, it? Bacho crouches down in front of Gunk and puts one hand down in the mud and then puts his forehead you know, forward to bump Gunk's forehead. He goes, <clears throat> the pack must be protected, brother. There's blood on the air. Knife ears and alien blood mixed coming from the distance of that 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 pond we found, that that horrible force, that grove. We have to be prepared to fight or flee for the pack. Where have they where have Mirin and Zuldrin gone? I, they I, they've gone into the town of those fools to try to rouse them against the enemy. They don't they understand. The they are the enemy, at least one. I know. I know. I'd have torn the throat out of that knife ear the moment he threatens Aldrin, but they will do what they think is right. The furless, I don't under, I'll never understand them. Hmm. Well, what shall we do? Shall we go find them or shall we wait and stay vigilant? Cover their, let, their egress from the, from the town. Let's move to the gate so we can, so we can grab them as soon as they move out. Of the confines of that hellscape. Yes. Yes, let us go. Okay. The two of you start heading to the gates of the town. We are going to pick up with Zaldrin and Mirinlin. Uh, you are moving through the town with Della in tow. And you are working your way to the more affluent side of town. The further you go, the slower Della starts to walk. And she seems a bit more hesitant until finally she says, I, where are we going? I, there, I'm, I shouldn't be here. I, I paid for you to be up here. It's all right. You should be I, here just as much as anybody else. I understand I can be here, but the, the elves have a very strict caste system. I'm, me being here is putting my reputation at risk. Mm. Uh, well, uh, honestly, I don't understand. But if you'd like, you could stand near the door. We have to go out to get to the guards area. Uh, but 
I don't. I, they're going to bleed and die if they don't hear the same information as you. So I don't really see the point in in pleasantries. But if you're feeling worried, bleed and die. What? What are you talking about? Well, I I told you I was going to show you a little bit more information on what happened uh, to your mother, and it was not pleasant. You didn't tell me that more would be dying. Well, that's what we're hoping to circumvent by spreading information and why you are important as an inn owner. And just as important as a little elf who hides out in his house and doesn't talk to anyone. More so. I want a manipulation check to convince her to keep going. Let me do this. So that is, uh, give me my arm, please. Thank you. Uh, that is four empathy and two manipulation. Apologies. One moment. You got a pup in the way. <laughs> a little bit of an issue. Uh, that is three successes. Okay. Uh, that's enough that she begrudgingly agrees, especially with you saying it's a life or death situation, but she is definitely nervous. The three of you continue walking. As you're walking, you have plenty of time to think, to dwell on thoughts of the past, thoughts of the future. Zaldrin, you specifically are caught up with thoughts about how you were charged with a very dangerous mission to return to the orc homeland. Mm -hmm. Do you have any ties to your homeland? Uh, if so, who are they? I have a few left. Uh, unfortunately, in, in most of the travels and kind of various adventures that Zaldrin has had, she has sort of developed a uh, very un- popular reputation of kind of being sole survivor so unfortunately she has seen a lot of a lot of deaths but one of the reasons that she made the uh now clearly poor choice of you know kind of playing with the kind of the the young ones here um is that that is very much what she remembers to be what she looks back upon fondly when her when she was very young and she was being trained as a warrior, but all of that was before her first kill. And the warrior training was just play and training with the other young orc warriors. And, you know, she was skilled and she was tough and she did well, um, but it was all play and it was competitive and it was serious, but it, it didn't have the stink of death attached to it. And that's what she looks upon most kindly. Um, her kind of closest companion um, once things moved beyond kind of the training um, was the kind of son of the trainer. Uh, so another orc uh, by the name of Ron. And he had been injured in training. And so whereas most of the other young orcs sort of saw Zaldrin as competition or you know kind of all of that um after his injury he went in a totally different direction and became a minstrel and just kind of taking away that kind of competition 
uh, was very, uh, very much a relief for Zaldrin that, you know, all of, a lot of the other young orcs were always trying to best her or trying to kind of prove themselves. Um, and that was not their dynamic. And she knows that, you know, he's been successful in what he does and, you know, has, you know, started a family and, you know, kind of all of those things. And so that's sort of the hope to just sort of see the other side, kind of that person that hasn't gone out and killed and been near death. Uh, and that's always uh, refreshing for her. This reverie uh, captures you for some time until you realize that you are uh, very close to the Delaire's house. And it's a rather nice uh, wooden house. Uh, it looks almost a bit like a log cabin, but much larger and longer. Uh, very well-kept thatched roof. There are wooden planks that are going uh, through the streets, as always. Uh, the rain is still softly falling, but there's still plenty of traffic uh, with foot traffic with elves moving back and forth. They always seem as if they cannot see you. The elves, their eyes, even when they pass over you, it looks as if they're looking right through you as if you don't exist. But you do make it to the house without any sort of uh, confrontation or conflict. Della is even more nervous. Do you do you need me to go in or could I wait outside? No, I have no problem with you waiting outside. I think Zeldrin is your your friend would probably be fine with that. Uh I, I'm sure. I mean, you can certainly come in from the rain. Uh there's no need for you to stand outside. This things are right. a bit hogwash anyway, but yes. I don't think the the Delaire would want me in his house. Understood. You have to live here long after we leave. So if this is going to bring you troubles later, I will not attempt to dissuade you. I... Instant relief washes over her face when you say that. She uh, then uh, moves away from the house, uh, almost a across the street, uh, towards a different building, uh, not anywhere near a window or a door, uh, but just enough to like block a bit of the rain coming down, and she's within sight of the door. What are you two doing? Knocking on the door. I'm right behind you. It's more of a pounding. It's not like a gentle knock. <laughs> like a, a pounding of a fist on a coffin? That kind of pounding? <laughs> sure. That was a Mirren. Uh, her nightmare. Yeah, I picked it up. <laughs> All right. You knock on the door and there is a surprisingly fast response. The The door opens just within a couple seconds. It's not the Del Air Brynmore that answers, though. Uh, you see that there is a female dwarf answering the door. She's got very pale blonde hair. Uh, it's pulled back into like a half ponytail. Uh, she's got a little wisp of a beard. Uh, more like a goatee. You can tell she maintains it a little bit, but it, it's so pale you can see right through it. And immediately, she is annoyed and maybe a bit surprised. Are you a fool? 
using the front door in broad daylight and you brought a halfling with you you were supposed to come alone uh that's i am not actually here for that get in before anyone else sees you she pulls the door open okay step in as mirin will follow right after zaldron Zaldrin, you remember this room. Uh, it's a very wide room with a lot of empty space, a lot of useless space. Uh, there's a hearth on the far side of the room. Uh, the wall closest to you has uh, several spear racks, uh, very finely kept spears. Uh, looks like they would never have seen a single use, whether hunting or fighting. You, again, don't see the Del Air Brynmore. You do see a familiar face, though. Uh, sitting uh, at the middle of the table, you see another orc, the scholar Voku that you met in Rochdale, just by happenstance. He looks very surprised at you. Uh, he, he seems to recognize you fairly quickly. It was only a few days ago. What? Why are you here? Do we know him? Uh, he looks a little Wait. familiar. Met met him uh, at the bar just a, not that long ago. You you all were in the back. I only we, had a few drinks. We he, shared a room in Rochdale. I I've not been to a bar. Ah, uh, yes, yes. This guy uh, is. And, sorry, go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. He's a. Uh, very slender orc, not like scrawny or anything, but most orcs have a lot more muscle mass. Uh, you can tell that he has not trained the same way. Uh, he's balding a bit. Uh, he's got the hair going back on both sides, but there's still a, a good amount in the center there uh, and very pronounced ears. You do what remember you that in? he, yeah. Uh, no, you're fine. I, we're meeting. We're supposed to meet someone. You, why are you here? You oh, life and death reasons. Normal life and death reasons. Uh, and the dwarf is also very annoyed. These aren't these aren't the people you're waiting on. What? Why are you here? You've got a, a parasite problem in the orchard and the whole city is probably going to die? What are you doing, Zaldrin? Uh, I'm kind of nodding my head along with Mirren. She speaks the truth. This is why we're here. This is why we deign to knock on doors that we're not supposed to knock on at wrong times of day. Because, you know, perhaps you might not want everyone to die. Yeah. With Mirren talking about a uh, parasite, and uh, give me an insight check, both of you. Uh, insight. Ooh. I don't think either of us are particularly good at this. No. No. This will be fun. No. Yeah. All right. I'm going to push because that was a roll of all fours. One six. Uh, no. Uh, no ones, but no successes. One six.
You know, Mirren, you don't catch the look on the dwarf's face. You do catch the orc's expression, which immediately becomes interested before he can kind of like pull it back and uh, become a bit more reserved. Uh, something about parasites. You you caught his ear. Maybe there was a flicker of recognition. Oh, you know what we're talking about. She points at the orc. Uh, possibly. No, I, I, I've done some research. Uh, Great. There's a lake full of them, and uh, they haven't broken through yet, but also there's the flying ones and, uh, like, cocoons and the little ones, the worm ones that are, like, going into people's skin. Saldron, have I forgotten any? What do you think? I don't think so. I think that that sounds about like all of them. Yeah. And, and okay. this is not the only place that we've seen these things. This is uh, also uh, present there as well before we did our travels. Voku definitely has some recognition and he starts to say something before he's cut off by the dwarf. If, if you're not the people we're supposed to meet, then you need to leave. So you do want the town to die. I have other matters to attend to. We came here to speak to the Delair. Where is he? He's not here. Where Voku, can we find him? Uh, speaks up at that point. Well, Nina, perhaps perhaps they have information that the Delair would wish to hear. We were hoping they to share wait. this information yeah. with the Delair. He... He will be here shortly. I do not know exactly when. Can we go mm. find him somewhere? Do you know where he is? He will come back. He, to say it delicately, he doesn't wish to be seen with us. So he needed to make his presence known elsewhere before he returned home. The time that is wasted on appearance when people might die. But okay, let's just hang out and wait for him to go create himself an alibi so he can come back to his own home. And Zaldrin is just going to find somewhere to just plop down, like not particularly concerned about the delicacy of whatever chair she finds herself on top of. Mirren will kind of like follow after her a little bit, but also kind of look towards the door, remembering the companion we've left outside. Like one hour, five minutes. How soon is soon? Shortly. That's all I can tell you. Uh, right. Um, is there another entrance or exit into this home? We actually have someone else who is a resident here who felt like it would be bad for her to be seen coming into this home. So could we perhaps bring her out of the rain since we're going to have to wait? Does she have more knowledge of these creatures? She has a lived experience. First hand. Give me a manipulation. <laughs> I'm not lying. <laughs> Can I'll I manipulate. roll that too? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, or add a die to one of your rolls. Would you like a die, Mirren? Um, uh, yeah, sure. That'd be ground. I will 
That was one. Thank you, Zaldrin, for the one. Uh, that is one success. <laughs> I'm not You're pushing that. for the one. <laughs> Voku rolls his eyes a bit. Very well. Nina, would you be so kind? The dwarf, uh, with a huff, uh, walking a little bit more loudly than you would think she normally would, uh, starts heading towards uh, one of the back rooms. As she opens the door, there actually is someone on the other side who appears as if they were about to knock on the door and come through. You see Utska, who is the orc you did meet in the bar. The very big, burly orc, bald head, uh, just built like a barrel. He is surprised to see the dwarf. Nina just says, another one, and then walks past him. He takes a couple steps in. I was drunk the both times. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he takes a few steps in uh, and sees Voku, and he says a familiar phrase to you, Zaldrin. The eagle's claws are sharp, but the snake's fang pierces deep. And Voku responds, a drop of blood and the snake will strike. Brother. And they get up and they uh, shake hands. Uh, he... Voku asked for him to sit down. I must tell you that we did not expect these two to be here. So perhaps guard your words. Or don't. We really don't care. Yeah, I mean, we're here for a day, maybe. What are your names? Mirren. Nice to meet you. Daldron. It appears that you don't remember me. I am Voku. Uh, we did uh, meet. We spoke extensively. That's okay. Um, perhaps you would tell me the story of these parasites, how you know about them? Can we just wait until the Delaire comes and then we can just tell the story once? I just really don't like to have to just tell it again. And we're just waiting for him. Can we just do it I'm once? sorry to be such an inconvenience to you. As you oh, interrupted I appreciate your apology. Us, but I will tell the Delaire everything you tell me in detail so you don't have to worry about saying it twice. Well, I actually have a particular uh, arrangement with the Delaire, so I'm not necessarily looking to throw an intermediary into the mix of that. Is there a benefit for you saying it instead of us? Like, does he listen to you? He does. He seems a bit like, eh. We are associates. I believe I have his trust. Well, I suppose I could also call him an associate because I think once someone has uh, blackmailed you into a particular uh, life-threatening task, I believe that counts as uh, associates. I agree with you, yeah. About now, uh, Nina would come back with Della, who, again, looks very nervous, especially that she came in uh, through the back doors of this place. Uh, she takes a seat at the far side of the table, and then it appears that you're just waiting, right? Okay. Let's flip back over to Gunk and Bacho. You spend a bit of time traveling uh, through the fields around the, the town, uh, making it to a gate is what you wanted to do, I believe. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the gates that goes to the above town, correct? Correct. 
Okay. Uh, you managed to get there just fine without any sort of conflict. Uh, what do you want to do now? Do we go back inside and fetch them? I, I don't know how long this task of theirs will take. Mm. With that blood on the wind, perhaps we should just assemble the pack and leave. I agree. I, I want to stay here no longer. This mm. place, this, even the warren, I am, I am done with this place. We must, there are other places in this world that we should find, I think. And we mm. should find it quickly. Yeah. And one know. whoever stands in our way getting there. Then let's go into the city. Zaldrin said it was in the rich area where the knife ears live. We'll just go over there and I will howl until they come. And then we'll leave this cursed place to their own deaths. I think that sounds reasonable. They, the uh, the furthest folk could not possibly have a problem with uh, uh, howling. It's a very reasonable mm. thing. If they don't like it, well, we can have that conversation. And he bears his teeth when they choose to come out. Let us go. So we're going to the pick city. Pick a fight. Yeah, no, I feel like let's <laughs> go right. pick a fight. Yeah. Uh, it's early evening. You, you're basically just making the cutoff before they would stop allowing people in. Uh, but you can pay the silver and get in just fine. You start making your way towards the nicer part of town. You don't actually know specifically where they are. And it is like an entire quarter of the town. It's a mm -hmm. big area. So if you would like to try and track them by scent, I think. Uh, oh, yeah. Makes sense yeah. with Bacho. Yeah. Uh, so, um, I would want survival. Uh, yeah, survival sounds good. Either um, survival scouting. It's all the same to me. So. You've spent enough time with them that you... You're very familiar with their scent. Do we have any audience dice? Yes, we do. I would like to take one, if that is all right. Because my wits are a little damaged after my last roll. Uh, two successes and a one, so I'm not going to push it. So just the two successes. Okay. You pick up their scent. Uh Something about mm. the the rain falling down, uh, turning the ash to mud, uh, it seems to capture the scent a little bit. It allows it to linger in a way that wouldn't normally happen. And you oh. feel fairly confident. Sorry, go ahead. I smell. I smell Zaldrin's scent and cinnamon. I know where they are. It's a potent combination, yes. Mm. However, I have not scented the stench of, of beer and shame that is Woford. That is surprising because it is very aromatic. You can usually <laughs> smell it from very, very far away. Even I can smell it. Yeah. Well, the, the, the pup, if he does not hear the howls and come, he may be safer here with the dead pink-skinned things. And we will follow the track. Yes. It takes a bit of time. Fortunately, Saldrin and Mirren are just 
waiting. So uh, the, the time frame's about to work out. You are making your way to the nicer part of town. You, the scent's getting stronger a little bit. You get to a point where you lose it a little bit. You don't necessarily know. You, you can't follow it specifically. And the tracks in the mud aren't enough to... Th there's been enough foot traffic that you can't necessarily go by their foot shape. Despite Mirren having a very distinct one in Zaldrin too around here. But the rain kind of washes the mud away. You feel like you're within 100, 200 feet, but that's about as close as you can get. Once again, Bacho just leans back, sucks in a huge lungful of air, huffing and puffing, so to speak, and then he lets out a great howl. There is a collective gasp from every elf nearby. Every elf that has never thought you worth looking at immediately turns and their eyes fall upon you. Shock. Not necessarily fear, but they're appalled by the uh, bad manners that you are showing here. Go about your business, knife ears. I call the pack. Give me a manipulation check. Uh, this is a strong suit for Bacho because his empathy is two and his manipulation is zero. <laughs> <laughs> would you like a dice? Yeah, this is going to be more fun. As as you would probably surmise, I did not get any successes. Oh, I'll, I'll push it. What the heck? I didn't get any ones either. Ooh, I got a one and a two. So I took some empathy damage <laughs> and still failed. <laughs> so maybe you do feel a slight Swinge of shame, uh, not necessarily of your actions, but realizing that it was a bit out of place. He just feels the great irritation. <laughs> yeah, that's it. The elves, on the other hand, they, you tell them to move along, and they almost congregate further. Uh, they're talking amongst themselves, looking at you. Uh, and this goes on for a little bit. Zaldrin and Mirren, you hear the howl, and it is close. Bacho's just scratching his ear, looking back at the elves, thinking to himself, <clears throat> Marin tells me that I can't eat the livers of of the humans, but maybe an elf. Say anything about elves. Oh, Zaldrin. Uh, Marin will kind of like look up at her. I guess we should go to the back door and let uh, Wilford and... and uh, nope, nope, not Wilford. Where is Wilford? Um, Gunk and Bacho in. Is Marin uh, drunk yes. again? <laughs> maybe uh yeah that they that 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 sound uh he's he's with us nina the and dwarf she's, uh, she's just gonna is, look at nina because nina just went and got the other one and so there's just sort of an assumption that like nina should just go and fetch them Mirren will also turn and look at me at uh, nina alongside zaldrin and voku does too and with an exasperation uh that i cannot fully describe she resigns herself to her fate of being the door dwarf uh, a big sigh as she gets up from the table looks down starts stomping towards the back door uh, a few moments later gunk and bacho you see through the crowd of elves a dwarf that sees the commotion is very angry 
and starts motioning towards you. Don't do you know that that dwarf? I have never seen that dwarf before in my life. I will not be ordered around by the likes of you. <laughs> Bacho screams out, What do you want, dwarf? Oh, maybe we shouldn't have sent the dwarf. <laughs> I think I can hear them yelling at her through the wall. Come here. Be quiet. Bacho just starts moving towards the elves like a, you know, like a, like a, an iceberg through an ice. He's, he's like, they'll either get out of his way or they'll fall before him. They do get out of the way. They're even more shocked. The fact that you're crossing between them, it's the most direct route for you, but they've never had to part ways for anyone that was not an elf of higher rank before. Uh, there's murmuring. There's, he goes, you all smell of shame and sadness. One elf woman. How dare you? You are a dog. <clears throat> no, I am a wolf. You'd she be wise to, to know the difference. She tries to recover uh, her poise just like pulls down on her dress a little bit this is undignified and she turns and starts walking away he lets uh, out a little gunk, are you following behind her <laughs> yes yeah gunk is right behind absolutely he's been uh he's been there's mud all over off off right because there's the walkways and yeah the mud. absolutely so he's been scooping it up wiping his face kind of taking a bath in the rain as he's passing by and he looks up at the, the elves. What? What is... Go away. What do you, you want, are... dwarf? When your muzzle's clean, it's a nice snow white. But right now it's just a deep, deep brown. Uh, yes. This is the worst of mud. There's so much foot traffic that nothing can grow. Uh, and it, it just kind of stagnates turns into the worst type of gunk imaginable. You make your way across the street and they Nina can't even they can't even keep their mud properly. Look at this. This is awful. What is wrong with you people? Ah. Is it, their is blood is so weak it is not even worth rolling my fur in it. Yeah. This could not clean the oh goodness. This is terrible. Filthy. This place is filthy. What are you doing? Have you not heard the word subtlety before? She turns around and starts heading towards the back of the house. Who is this person to talk to us this way? Such Come an angry on. little dwarf. Are you following? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Fine. Uh, she takes you around the back of the house. Uh, there's definitely a servant's entrance. Uh, you can tell it's a much more poorly made door. It's a lot smaller. Bacho, you probably have to duck to get in there. It goes through uh, a kitchen area. Not a very nice kitchen, but definitely a used kitchen. Uh, and there's a, a bit of a storage area nearby, and she just takes you through a hallway until you get to a nicer door. Uh, she opens it, and you see your companions sitting there at a table with two orcs. 
Hi, Gunk. Hi, Butcho. Mira. Come in. Zaldrin. Hmm. I smelled the I smelled the blood of the knife ears and an alien scent coming from the orchard. It's time we leave these fools to their death. The pack must survive. Jeez. Mm, okay. Um. Soon, the Duber McDuberson is coming here, and then and then we can just like tell them and give them a map, and then you know get out to that fishing village. Mm. Yes, there seems to be some type of uh, super secret meeting of some sort going on here that the Delair needed to go out, give himself an alibi, and then come back. So we're waiting for that stupidity to happen Listen. so that we can share life and death news. Why are we waiting here just for them not to listen to us, to not take our recommendations, to not treat us with any level of dignity, and then blackmail you or us into doing something that we don't want to do? Why are we doing this? Oh, to be fair, these orcs, two orcs here and, and a dwarf here, hearing every word, too. <laughs> and they actually recognize the word parasite, so possible they listen to us this time. Orcs, do you care what happens to this town? Voku looks at Utska. They kind of like share some sort of expression. Voku turns back. Not especially. Then let's leave. We know where we have to go, that whaling station. If we're if we're taking this mission, if, then we need to leave. Before you leave, Halfling, you wanted to tell me a story. Please tell me. I'll, I'll pay you. Oh, okay, Bacho, just like five minutes. Mm. Bacho sits down at the table and starts carving uh, wolfkin ruins into the tabletop out of boredom with his claw. <laughs> this is such a finely made table, too. You can tell that it's a perfectly smooth, a one solid piece of wood that's been uh, sliced perfectly at like an inch and a half thickness layers and layers of varnish and you're just it's so easy for you to just start indenting in there Erin okay so this is important and and she'll also look at um the innkeeper uh just because we brought her in here and have potentially ruined her life a little bit um so Oh, yes. I'm very sorry. Uh, so you guys seem to have your spirit animals being like snakes and eagles um, and blood, which is fine. Like we do a lot of the blood, but uh, we tend to listen to like the wolves and the ravens, I think. Yeah, Gunk? Yeah, it was a wolf. Mirren, what, what? what about the parasites? What? What are we talking about? I mean, the wolf brought gunk to the parasites. Oh, yes, of course. Well, technically, it was the Earth Mother who oh, sent Earth the Mother? wolf to signal uh, me to go mm -hmm. through the, the forest, to the orchard, to the pond where hell was rolling around in the pond. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, if you go into the orchard from the borough uh, and and what direction was it, Gonk? It was you just went like northeast or something? Sure. That sounds, yes, northeast sounds right. 
okay. And then there's like, you start to hear the sounds of all the insects that are actually like flying parasites. And then you also start to see like the little, little, little pods and, and their little nest eggs. And then you look down and you see a big lake and you see all the big snake things and they're like, Is that the only place you've seen them? Why, why would you bring the tavern keeper for this? Ah, so she actually had a real life experience because her mom was affected by it. We brought her because we wanted to let her know and give her some closure uh, because her mom actually had a parasite, which means they've already breached your town. And uh, there were a bunch of cats that might have also had parasites, but they got out in the street somewhere. Anyway. Um, so uh, her mom accidentally, I guess, maybe went to the orchard, did, did she, uh, but, and she got one of the little ones that almost got into her, uh, her dwarf friend. And then, uh, Gunk did some really good medical stuff and like made sure he was okay. Uh, but we also killed the one parasite from that one as too. Loku is frustrated but trying to get more out he he starts gesturing almost futilely anyone who wants to i want an insight check zaldrin you're gonna get a plus one i'm sure she can tell her own story because she actually like lived the experience and her mom came back and all a bunch of days before we came through bacho got two successes on insight uh, Zaldrin got one success and took one empathy or wits damage. Fail, and I'm not pushing. Too many ones in that first roll. <laughs> <laughs> Mirren, are you good with what you with without rolling? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so Zaldrin and Bacho, Zaldrin, you especially, your palms are wrapped from the deep burns that you received in the previous mm-hmm. night. As Voku is gesturing with his hands, Bacho, you see this too. You see a very similar burn, just as deep, healed, not as recent, but almost the same sort of shape and indentation, Zaldrin, that you have. Bacho, you wouldn't necessarily know what Zaldrin's hand looks like right now, but with your two successes, you can pierced piece together what the the piece of coal looked like and what his hand looks like did you hunt for the coal orc coal what how do you know about that do i look stupid we smell these things out the pack is strong the coal is none of your business you it's... should not have knowledge of it anyways mirin what? No, is I, this the, the only? Cold? Do you mean that uh, the 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 golem, or do you mean that which was within its heart? Oh, uh, he probably means the artifact. You know, the the boom 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 that caused the burning. Hmm. Hmm. You don't have it, do you? No. Oh, he died a day yeah. ago, something like that. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. What if you give me a manipulation with plus one for the other? 
I'm uh, I'm willing to roll it if you want to give me the plus one for the lie. You can do that. I also actually want to cast telepathy oh. on him uh, to try. To I, I had a feeling you would soon. I'm trying to put. Yeah, I try to at least push to get the surface thoughts. All right, I am going. So sorry, I get one plus one from Gunk. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Hmm. I am going to push that, taking one damage. My abilities. That is zero threes for me. Oh, sorry, zero sixes. I have several threes. <laughs> <laughs> I had a feeling you meant sixes. <laughs> it's pretty obvious that Voku doesn't believe you. Uh, he doesn't necessarily press it now. Mirren, do you have have you had any more experiences with these parasites only in the orchard? No, we we dealt with that whole scrailing war, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did the like the and a little bit of the burning in the other one, but not here, no. The war is infected the too. Is not the not this here. war. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the other war. Rochdale. Hmm. Rochdale. Bear? What's the subject? What is it you know about this uh, this coal? Did you cast the spell? I did. Yeah. No mishaps? No mishaps, yes. Okay. It's only you, it's only power level one. So it's not it's so not no just deep surface memories. Level. So it's it's that's why I'm trying to get him to think about it right now. And you've mentioned the coal enough. His, his surface level thoughts would be that he's on guard, trying not to say too much about the coal. He definitely knows what it is he's seen it before and you get the the words annex passion a-n-n-i-c-k she's one of the kadaran one of the gods so gunk is really pissed and is so and, and is so done annex passion it is right there in your face, Orc. It is right there on the edge of your brain. You shall not sit in this room with I and try to hide thoughts from me. Tell me more and quit wasting my time. I'll tell you. I found it. The, there was, I'm a researcher. I was looking for the artifact, and I was fortunate. There appeared to have been an earthquake many years ago. It was a difficult climb, uh, and it was very difficult to find the crevice. It was covered by snow, uh, many layers of packed snow and ash. But I knew where to look. And it led me straight to the vault. I did not even have to open the door. It was torn apart. Now you tell me. No, no How do you know that so is not enough. This? You didn't tell me anything at all about it. You told me your silly life story about this research you did in an earthquake that happened and how you stumbled upon it like a fool in the wind. What do you know of it was the question. 
What do you know of it? It is rude. Entirely rude to answer a question with a question. I will not suffer this rudeness any longer. If you want to know what I know, you must first offer something of truth and value. You have done neither as of yet. I have a feeling you know what it is. It's an artifact of the gods. What more do you wish to know? What more do I wish to know? You found it, yes. You are a researcher, yes. What experiments did you run on this? What did you attempt to achieve with it? What did you achieve? What did you fail? Come, come. Some secrets must be kept close to the chest, but I will tell you that I am a scholar first and foremost. I'm not a scientist. I did not need to perform experiments. I already knew what it was. Some of us have formal education. We've dug deep into certain scrolls and tablets. We don't need Listen, to this bother with reading chance. other people's minds. This is your last chance. You say multiple times you know what it is, what it does. Say it, or we are done. It's rather simple. It grants protection from fire and heat. That is what it does. That is what it does. But what is it? Mechanics passion. Huh. Word games, misdirection, answering questions with questions. You are not forthright. You have done nothing but insult me, criticize me. I did not ask you to be here. I am offering in good faith, and yet you, you right. refuse Pat, to tell me go? anything of value as well. Mm -hmm. We also came in good faith to offer information for safety. If anyone would like this information before we leave, or we can just go about our way. Bacho shoves his way up and says, let's go. <laughs> and heads towards John the front door. <laughs> Absolutely. Wait, wait, wait. There are tablets that detail these things. They're difficult to translate. I doubt you could do it. We've already translated several of them. You waste our time, scholar. You have. Where did you find them? None it of your Wilford. business. I don't... It was Wolford. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, he knows Wolford. That's right. It's pack business, Orc. I told you several days ago that the mage Dustin was robbed in Lingen. It was Wolford that robbed him. It was Wolford oh, no. that discovered he even had anything of value. He slept with an elf woman here in Terran, stole her work, went to Lingen, stole Dustin's work, and now there is a whole slew of adventurers looking for these things that are supposed to remain secret. And I suppose that's why you are wandering about as well. We should, but if we you should. have it, I would like it, and I will pay for it. 
we should probably go get Wolford. He seems suddenly quite more useful than than what I thought before. Mm. The pup will find the pack or he will stray beyond it. But it's time for us to go. Death is, is on the wind. What is the connection between the tablets and the parasites? That's a bit more strained. It has nothing to do with the, well, almost nothing to do with the artifacts. The, the vaults can only be opened by a key. And I'm offering you this information in good faith, and I hope that you will share information with me as well. This key is more than a key. It, it's an arc. Uh, the arc of Desheb. Inside this container is supposed to be another key. The key to a certain powerful individual, his legacy. There's a key and a key, and the key inside the key is the legacy key. If that's how you wish to say it. The the individual, uh, I doubt you know who it is, the unsung uh, is his technical term. He created the tablets. The tablets were ways and directions to follow his his steps, his trail. And ultimately, at the end of that trail, supposedly, is the blood of Desheb. That is the... That is what Malin, the goddess, I'm used Graylin, call her Earth Mother, that is what she used, the power she used to form literally the earth. Everything. It's ultimate power. Supposedly. Would you please share with me in return what you have found? What you know? Well, you I will pay thinking. handsomely. We don't know things that we actually do, which is a bit of a mistake. We what do, do you know? know who the unsung is. And we did know a lot of what you said already. But Damn we Wilford. don't. <laughs> to be fair, that one wasn't Wilford. Um, we haven't figured out where the next tablet is, though. We don't know that. Regardless, it doesn't matter. Without the Ark of Desheb, you won't be able to get the artifacts. None of this I, helps I missed you. It, but how does this connect to the parasites? You said it would, and I didn't hear the connection. When the Unsung achieved immortality, he had to touch the mind of one of the first ones. That created a permanent gateway of sorts. These parasites, as you call them, they're a sort of spawn of Desheb. They are hunger incarnate. They can never be sated. They will always consume. Somehow, 
that gateway that was sealed for a long time by a man called Thaddeus the Examiner was opened. Somebody looking for another tablet, open something they shouldn't? Likely. Again, if you have that artifact, I will pay handsomely for it. I would rather not have to resort to other means. Are you threatening me, Orc? It sounds like a threat, Bacho. It's not a threat. It's, we're fine. We don't die. He's tr- Utska tr- stands up uh, immediately to face off with you, Bacho. And you probably have a bit of height on him, but he's definitely got weight on you. Mirren will turn to the dwarf. Is there like a combat room in here so they can just like work it out a little bit? What? A com- you don't have a combat room? Why are you, Why are you even here? You have ruined everything. That's a good point. I mean, we should simply parasites. leave. The parasites ruined everything, but you yeah. know, yeah, you can just yeah. die to them. There's that. Yeah. We've we've told these fools everything they need to know. Let's simply go. I tire of this town, its stench and its people. These fools Utsuka also lets seem out to a think low that growl. we don't know everything mm. we know. And Voku raises a hand. Let them go. They do not wish to help. I have offered help in good faith. We've learned the we've learned their character. Let them go. To be fair. In fact, we've learned about your character because you think that anyone who isn't you is dumb and doesn't know anything. When in fact you acted like you were telling us things and we knew everything that you were telling us anyway. So this trading information, you assume that others are ignorant and couldn't possibly have also adventured and learned and traveled and read and do all of those things. And if you already know about the parasites, then you clearly are already telling the Belair about the parasites. So we are not needed here. Are you trying to take credit for the knowledge that Wolford stole and gave to you? Is that what's happening right now? I'm sorry, does every fact need to be cited back to the original person that had the thought? Or if I know something, I just know it? It sounds like Wofford is the only intelligent member of your party. Yes, let's go with that. Uh, All right, Uh, well, we've warned you about the parasite and told you the location, which really was our main goal here. And I think we are just going to part ways. All right, you guys are leaving? Yeah. Yep. Watch right for the front door. Uh, I will make sure that the innkeeper comes out with us and kind of like guard her a little bit. She is and Just very to be a much... jerk, Zeldrin's yeah, go gonna like stomp her feet as she's going out, so there's mud. Kick off the mud. Yeah. She, yeah, just... Not that they even own this home, but, you know, just because. You all file out of the door. Della is... Beyond embarrassed, more like worried for her life. There are quite a few elves that are actually looking at you now when you come out. And in the distance, uh, up towards the uh, Gideon Brennan's feasting hall, you see Zaldrin, you specifically see a figure that looks a lot like the Del Air Brynmore. A good distance away, not within speaking distance. You can tell he recognizes you. Gives a look and looks back at his house. 
Is our path going to cross paths with him? The way no, you would be going the opposite direction. I will continue walking with the pack, but just sort of look to see if he alters his course at all. The pack continues going, uh, occasionally looking over your shoulder. You see that he picked up his pace, but then he goes into his house. Let us Where clean are you guys this going? mud from our feet. Uh, Let's leave this town, get out. I mean, we were supposed to go to that whaling station, right? Right. To catch the ride tomorrow. Do we uh, Do we want to just drop by the inn to make sure she gets home and then also pick up Wolford, who's probably still there? I can make it to the inn on my own. If I do not know why I was needed for this. You can spread information. You know way more than you knew five minutes ago. And it's important that you don't shut up about it. Indeed. We were hoping that that would go better. We were hoping that it would be the Delaire there who might yeah. have been a little bit more open to uh, what was going on. We did not intend this to be a uh, pissing contest of intellect and knowledge that it turned into. So we you, yeah. you were needed to witness that, but... No, I just wanted to show you where the bad things were coming so you could you know, see that and know, forewarn the people down below because the knife ears aren't going to say anything to you guys. In other words, all of you in the Undercity are going to die like your mother died unless you learn to fight or run. Learn the signs of the parasite and make sure it doesn't get in. I have learned a lot. Today, I will do my best to share this knowledge. I would like to go to my tavern alone. And if I see Wolford, I will tell him that you are at the whaling camp. That works. We will respect your request. Thank you. And she backs away without, like, actually turning away for a few steps uh, before uh, hustling off. And Bacho yells out, Luck be with you. I hope you don't die horribly in your own blood. As soon as you say luck, there's a visible flinch. Uh, and then she looks over her shoulder a little bit and just gives a slight wave uh, and <laughs> picks up the pace even more. All right. Uh, we are almost done with the evening quarter here. You're about halfway through it. Uh, by the time you get across town again, uh, you you are leaving the town, correct? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yes. You get out Please. through the gate, uh, and you get to where I assume you tied up the horses probably mm -hmm. at a, a tree across a, a field or something. They wouldn't let you leave it at the gate. Uh, you make it back to the horses, and you're looking to just spend the time at the whaling town or whaling yep. camp? Yep. Head okay. there, rest, recuperate. I think you guys did really well talking to them. That was, uh, I don't know, we got a lot of information. They disrespected you and deserved to have their throats torn out. Mm. Kind of haves and have-nots is why I enjoy spending my time with you all sleeping under the stars. Mm. Yes. It's a little Trappings bit calmer. 
civilizations are not my preference. Mm. I care not for these artifacts, though I'm glad that Gunk gets an opportunity to hold them and study them, but as long as the pack is together, we will be strong and safe. Speaking of the artifact, uh, Gunk, between what you've already seen of it, along with what he told you, uh, I'm going to make it visible here to you. Annex Passion. It is a lump of coal in the shape of a human heart, and it emanates a heat so strong that it cannot be held with bare hands without being burnt. Anyone who does touch Annex Passion without gloves or protection takes one strength damage. If someone is holding the artifact with their bare hands and takes the damage, they can choose to spend one willpower to be immune to all fire and heat for as long as they hold the artifact. This protection only extends to their person, not their gear and equipment. Additionally, Gunk, you would have noticed this especially uh, when you were near Hayrig with it. It seems to burn brighter and hotter when it's near a humanoid corpse. Hmm. And you guys should be able to see it in the artifacts tab in the items if you want. Yes, I see it. Can I drag that onto my sheet? Yeah, absolutely. making your way to the whaling camp you can tell that there was a lot of activity there today uh, most of the camp is being torn down in preparation for Gwinnett uh, boats have been hauled extremely far inland uh, surprisingly so uh, the, the week is going to be cold and the ice will rise further than you would expect they're also being put up on stands because there will be so much snow that comes down that if they weren't, they would just be buried by the end of the week. Except for one boat that is still out on the water uh, a ways away. Uh, there's no dock or anything like that, so you just have to take a dinghy back and forth or they drag it up onto land. Uh, this one is staying out, surprisingly, at anchor, uh, which is very strange for uh, this sort of camp. Usually, you just beach the boat. What are you guys doing? You just want to spend some downtime, recover, rest? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bacho definitely needs to, to curl up around his tail and take a nap. Uh, Mirren will pull out some fishing line and use the fishing village for what it's for. Uh. Technically, fishing takes a quarter day, and you wouldn't have a full quarter day until the night. If you wanted to fish instead of resting, and then you could fish or rest after, that is a possibility. We'll rest with the pack. Okay. As you all are settling into the camp, it's much more crowded than it was the previous night. Uh, a lot of these uh, tents and shelters have been torn down and packed up. There's a few remaining that they'll tear down tomorrow. No one really questions uh, that you're there to sleep. They, they don't uh, bother like checking who you are. You can tell there are cliques and crews that have formed and stay together, but you kind of worm your way into one of these shelters and uh, clear out a corner. I'm sure when they see Bacho and Zaldrin, uh, they make some space without causing too much of a fight. You start to settle in for the night. Uh, when you hear uh, 
another boat being landed in the water. And you hear some shouts of acknowledgement, some speaking. You can look out the, the flap that's still held open right now. Uh, and you see that it has, it, it's a smaller fishing boat. Uh, it probably holds 10 to 15 uh, sailors and a good amount of fish when it's full. It's coming back with no haul whatsoever. Uh, and more so, there is what appears to be a dead sailor wrapped in some canvas uh, being hauled off the boat. Uh, Mirren would be curious enough to try to sneak up and take a, a peek at the body that's coming off. Is anyone else curious or are you just ready to sleep? Uh, Kanki is uh, also curious as well. You will go with Mirren. Yep. Soldier too. Let's sneak, let's sneak. It's been a long time. Bacho's already sort of snoring. He's, he had a rough day. <laughs> and Daldrin right. will sort of, because Wolford is with us, right? No, uh, he has Did, not uh, shown up yet. Stella said if she okay. saw him, she would she would send him your way. Uh, so then the three of you. Zaldrin will stay with the sleeping Bacho. Okay. Uh, so the two short people uh, head out. Uh, there aren't many people your size, but there are a handful of dwarves. Gunk, you're short. That's the bottom line. No, no, uh, no. You're no, tall no. for you a scale. Short people, but we're not we're actually not a person? short. Right. So, like, right. relative to our species, we are perfectly we are average. the right size. <laughs> I take the collective average of every species, every kid. Oh. How about that? Yes, homogeneity. It's totally fun when we do that with various <laughs> cultures and species. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I promote diversity, okay? Do we? I don't know. <laughs> oh, Jeff, I hate you and love you at the same time. Uh, <laughs> That's fair. The two average-sized people for their species make their way to the shore. Uh, and you can hear a bit of the story as the sailors are uh, exchanging information. Uh, apparently... They were, they had a full haul uh, and they were returning. They weren't very far away when they were spotted by Reavers. The Reavers with, they, they have tend to have 24 oarsmen and a steersman uh, and they just could not outrun them. So they did one of the tricks that many sailors around here do. They emptied some barrels, sealed them back up and tied their haul to it so that it would bob and float a little bit. They dumped the entire thing overboard. Unfortunately, by the time they were able to accomplish that, the Reavers had already gotten within a spear-throwing distance, and one of their crewmen was hit and killed. Another crewman was injured, but it seems like it wasn't as bad. Fortunately, the Reavers were willing to stop, perhaps because it's so late in the season, uh, they wanted the food over the thrill of the kill. That sort of maneuver tends to only be successful about half the time. So they, they're they obviously shaken and disturbed by this. You get a description of one of the Reavers, actually. Uh, it was a Reaver with very pale fur, but it was crusted with a dried blood. Uh, as if he he never bathed after any any killing.
and I will give you that sounds familiar to you. If you remember what started this whole adventure for you all is that you were on a ship with Woford and you were attacked by Reavers and there you were captured by a Reaver that fits that exact same description okay, torn okay, off the unwashed. I don't remember if it was pale or not. Yeah, I was going to go dig the, in the notes. The sailors are gossiping uh, a bit. Uh, a lot of tension. The fact that Reavers are so close uh, when it's so close to Gwenot, they're going to be looking for somewhere to shelter. They tend to go where other people have built shelter for them. Uh, so a lot of people are uh, speculating on what could happen. There's a lot of fear in the camp right now. Did you hear that, Gunk? Yes, it sounded not that that foul creature. The uh, the the one that just never bathed that that got us that first first time. Yes, he was very rank. You need to I bathe. Could, even I could smell him, and I have a terrible nose. Your nose is not terrible, but it, it is just it is a halfling trait. I, You're not uh, no snout. It is fine. You are know, for your species. Your nose is quite lovely. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yes, 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 but. I mean, if the Reavers let them run back to land, they know the route. That is true. They can just follow after. We're so close to the darkened days that they're looking for a place. Hmm. If I was them, I'd wait till darkness the night before this night slip in when everybody's trying to sleep. We might need to be careful. That does sound ruthless enough to be something they might do. Yes. They've killed enough of my people. God, do we warn people of this possibility knowing that they will not listen to us? Or do we just flee? To be fair, Gunk, a lot of sailors are talking about this right now. The news will spread quickly. Are Mirren they, will kind of... Are they floating the same theory that Mirren has floated? Or are they just talking Quite about... a few of them, yeah. Okay. There's a lot of speculation. There's a lot of theories going out. Uh, how much any of it will actually happen, who knows. Uh, but Reavers have been rarely seen this far up the coast, but it's not unheard of. Uh, and that's why Terran maintains its walls. Well, now imagine if one of the little squiggly parasites got into the unwashed dude, would he even feel it? Because he's not washed. Like, would he's probably got all sorts of little things in there already? As much as I dislike. The unwashed man, I do feel biscated, or perhaps a more uh, total threat. Uh, mm. The reavers are a menace, yes, but they are still flesh and blood and of this earth and of this world. Biscated are of a time before this world, and yeah. insidious and terrible. I am not sure I would want one to infect the other. The question is, what do we do with this information? Well, 
we warn our pack at least because they're they're camping out and it sounds like the sailors have a similar idea so prepare for a fight maybe yes find defensible position fortifications mm. Uh, the, mm-hmm. the other thing uh, Gunk would have been interested in is what they did with the dead body. Uh, they would have carried it to shore uh, and tried to be as respectful as possible, but it's getting of dark. Uh, you get the impression that they will take it up to Terran uh, or near that area to bury in a graveyard. Does Gunk see or overhear perhaps where this body uh, was uh, was left? As it's getting darker and darker, no one's keeping watch over the body. It's uh, covered in canvas. They don't have to worry about scavengers necessarily getting to it. It's outside one of the tents nearby, so there's always someone close, but there's no one actively looking at it. I see. Mental note taken. Shall we sneak on? Take a look? I'm curious. Mm -hmm. For a few different reasons, but yes. It does. It does. It does do that. Sneak in. I can talk our way out of anything. If we get caught. By sneak in, uh, you're trying to... The body's actually outside one of these tents because uh, it's just so crowded right now. uh, And no one really wants to sleep next to a corpse. So you would have to wander through the tents a little bit without being seen if you want to get to the body. And you have to be able to unwrap it quietly enough. Uh, but you absolutely could try it. What's Gunk the worst thing happen? Yeah, it, it, it was very okay. much like to move towards the body, stealthy, quietly, that sort of thing. Yeah, uh, give me a stealth check. I will indeed. Do we have any uh, gifts from those that watch us? Yes, we do. I will take one. From the Earth Mother's children. <laughs> oh, I like that. Yes. That's a uh, much you want better role. Me to support Gunk, or would you have two roles? With stealth, let's have two roles. We'll see how it okay. goes. You can I'll talk push. your way out of anything. Push That's away. the backup. Oh, yes. That is brilliant. That is One three success. success. Three successes, but they do take a. Yeah, agility damage. Three successes. Uh, and one for you, Mirren. Gunk, this is night for you. Uh, it's very dark at this point. You can see perfectly where you're walking. You, you have a bit of crunch from like the gravel of the shore nearby underneath. But the... the are you wearing shoes? The, the padding of your paws... Uh, softens it quite a bit. Mirren, on the other hand, is a bit noisier, but she has you to follow. Uh, there's a couple times where she kicks a couple rocks, oh, but it appears that with, with how much has happened today, these sailors are very tired and exhausted. Uh, they're, they're ready to rest. Uh, they know they have another day of work tomorrow. And everyone just seems to be looking forward to that week of darkness because they know they'll be in a tavern drinking all week. So you make it to the body. Uh, You can definitely start unwrapping the canvas. What specifically are you looking for? 
well, Gunk might be looking for different things than Mirin, so I will let Mirin go first. Uh, Mirin is looking for, well, with the Reavers, we're just going to see what items are still on there, if the wound is what it is supposed to be. Maybe a few trinkets. Uh, I don't think this requires a healing check. Um, you're going to see that he looks like he's already been stripped of most of his equipment. He's still wearing a shirt and trousers. Uh, he doesn't have shoes anymore. He doesn't have a belt anymore. Uh, there is a bloody stain uh, in one of the torsos, and it appears to line up with where a spear would have gotten right, right in the heart. Well, nothing interesting for me. How about you, Gunk? Uh, I'm going to take a quick look. Could you keep an eye out just in case? Oh, sure. So Gunk wants to do two things. Yes. First, he wants to produce the uh, uh, Onyx Passion. He wants to see, in addition to the glow, if anything happens to it. Because it's supposed to... Uh, as you were reading, it's just kind of experimenting. Maybe this is how he learns this, as he kind of holds it in here and is kind of curious to see if anything happens when he kind of hovers it around. He keeps he keeps it wrapped so he's not touching it, uh, you know, but he, he does let part of it be seen from beyond the wrapping. So he's kind of almost like a, like yeah, a snow yeah. cone in a way. I'm on the same page. Uh, the first thing you notice as you're digging through your bag is a smoke smell. Uh, as if something is mildly burning. Uh, it, it doesn't smell like anything's on fire, but knowing what you know, you know Annex Passion is the likely culprit. Uh, you already have it mostly wrapped up in, uh, let's say, a thick piece of leather that you were able to salvage. That leather is burning. You can smell that. Uh, it's tangible almost. You can almost taste it. You pull uh, a little bit of that leather back and it's bright it's almost like you know, a torch uh you, you kind of have to you pull it and then you immediately cover it up a little bit uh you just let out a little bit more uh and there's a little bit of smoke uh coming out of this right now then he's going to just start kind of hovering it over top of the body near the chest of this man, just to see if anything else happens. Just testing, curious. I'm trying to decide if I want to check. I don't do. I don't want to check. Um, nothing much different happens. It might be just a couple degrees hotter, just a little bit brighter, but overall it stays about the same as where it is. Gunk gets a little furrowed brow, a little bit of frustration, but not the kind that he was feeling throughout the day. This is more, he's playing, he's testing, he's curious. He, he kind of looks at the, maybe a knife or something, and he looks at the man's chest, and he looks at his knife, and then he's like, no, 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 no. they will notice this. So he puts that away. The next thing he wants to do is he wants to produce either, um, either the tablets or maybe a rubbing of the tablet, something like that. He will look over his shoulder and make sure Mirren is not looking at him. And he will start to 
kind of read through it a bit. He will see if he can rummage through the man's pockets to see if he can find anything, maybe a necklace or a bracelet or anything of this Before kind. you get much further. Okay. Mirren, are you looking at him? Uh, Mirren is currently not. She's trusting Gunk. She doesn't, uh, she isn't watching what he's doing. Um, she is trying to peer in and take watch, but also she can't see because it's dark. <laughs> yeah, so there is a very dim light of a fire in this tent that you're near. Uh, it's definitely smoldering and going out. You hear a lot of snoring. Uh, there, there's some soft whispering going on, but it appears mostly quiet in there. Uh, Gunk, going through his pockets, uh, there's nothing. Uh, everything he had was already taken. Already checked. It could be even something not valuable. Like even uh, a belt rope or something. It does not have to Take be something that could be sell. Well, that is... Yeah, that, yeah, they could do that, yes. Uh, as I said before, even his belt and his boots were gone. The best you could do would to like really get something close to him would be like a piece of his collar. Uh, that's about all that would be left. He will do that. He will try to to tear a bit, and then uh, is this so? Is this a new quarter day, or is this like the end of the previous quarter? We're day? in between. Uh, yeah. it's dark, so if anything, it's the very beginning of night. Uh, so but I'm not going to say this is taking the full quarter day. So what I'm basically doing here is I'm setting up my training at some point, whether it happens now or whether it happens later. Is that we, we can figure that out. But like what I'm basically doing is I'm trying to continue to mess around with these tablets and I'm trying Gunk has discovered a will to animate that which is no longer animate, the, the death. And so he is trying to see for the first time if he could animate a corpse. And he's going through the machinations. He's got the piece of this man's uh, collar that is close to him. He is perhaps... Uh, Somatically, verbally, he is uh, materially doing all of these things. He's just curious if if it was working at all. That maybe not at all. Maybe not perfectly, but maybe maybe a tiny bit of movement here, a reaction there, something that is not just simple the body resting. Yes. Um, Dunk is an experimenter. Uh, he, he's willing to try a lot of uh, different actions to try and get the results he wants. You're going through, and unfortunately, this is a very frustrating day for you, mm. and it's not appearing to change. You mm. have a piece of his uh, collar as close as you could get to him, uh, and you try to bring it towards the, the coal. You try to bring the coal and the collar to him. Uh, you're going through all these steps, Maybe you do decide to take a piece of toenail next after the collar doesn't work. Uh, the body might seem to be getting warmer, but there's so much heat emanating from this coal. You, you can't think that it's anything you've done necessarily. Hmm. The rubbings of your tablet, uh, there is something there, but as you've studied the tablets, you know that the, the text change changes and as you're looking at these rubbings you're realizing that it lost a bit of its magic 
there's still some useful things there, but without that that enchantment, uh, it's a it's not going to translate properly. Hmm. So you're saying. So just just so you're clear of what yeah. I'm doing here, yeah. I'm going to be trying to reanimate the raised dead spell, which will happen. All I'm trying to do is role play that he's getting closer to figuring it out. So can we say that we can say that you're getting even closer the hand moves by... like just ever so slightly the <laughs> hand just suddenly moves. That's all I'm looking for. I'm not looking to actually raise him as a yeah. We can say that you're going through so much uh, of this process that something inside you creates some energy that you've never created before. And it doesn't actually have to do with this piece of coal or this artifact. There might be a twitch of a finger, a flicker of an eyelid. But as it happens, you felt the energy coursing through you. Interesting. Okay. But this is enough Monk, for I now. don't think I can what? see anything. It's like really dark. Are you done? Uh, uh yes, yes, I am done for tonight. Yes, yes, we should we should get back. We should warn Zaldrin and Bacho. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I I'm shocked that they all went to bed. Where's the watches? Honestly, it's like they've never dealt with reapers before. That is a good question. Where are the watches? Oh dear. Yes, we, we must hurry. We must hurry. Yes, yes. Let's go back quickly. Bacho will enjoy a good fight, I think. Yes, it is the only thing that cheers him up, to be honest. I know. I think he could do with a bit of cheering today. I was surprised that he did not part that orc in the middle. I, I was. I, I thought it was going to happen. I, I who really doesn't did. have a fighting room in their house? It is true. Like if I were Honestly. to, if I were to form a war, and right. I would definitely have some mm -hmm. fighting rooms big enough for sure. Bacho. When people live close by, you need the space where they can just beat each other up. Yes, it is like a, you could form like a club, you know, like a mm -hmm. um, like a yeah, fight then. club, right? Yeah, where yeah, people yeah. can go and just let off steam. I wouldn't want to talk about it, though. Oh, definitely not. Mm -hmm. No, that, that would probably be the first rule. We would not talk about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I agree. I agree. It's Aldrin. Bacho is snoring. Yes. What have you been doing? Are you going to sleep as well? Are you staying up? Um, mechanically, yes. She will get some rest, um, but she just didn't want to leave a sleeping bacho alone. Are you planning on going to sleep as well then? Is that what you're saying? Or are yes. you just... Yeah. Okay. Bacho and Zaldrin, I want... Uh, we're going to say... We're going to say scouting. No, survival. Survival. Um, and you're going to both be at minus one because you're sleeping. Uh, one success, and I'm not going to push it. Uh, that's zero successes, and there's a one, so I'm not going to push it. Okay. At some point, Bacho, uh, not very long into your sleep, uh, there's some rustling 
Uh, it's not anything that seems dangerous. It's not like anything's attacking. Uh, but there was some whispering and, uh, the, the sailors around you are slowly starting to wake up uh, and they're waking each other up mostly quietly. It, it seems like they're trying to be respectful more than, uh, worried. Uh, but they're, they're starting to file out of this tent. Bacho rolls over and wakes up Zaldrin. Mm. The hairless pink things are deserting the tent. I don't trust them. We should find Gunk and Mirren. Let's... Zaldrin stretches and gets up, follows Bacho's nose. All right. Bacho, you start... Bacho draws his longsword because he, he doesn't trust these guys. He doesn't like being unarmed and outnumbered. So The sailors uh, kind of give you some looks as you get up. Uh, they don't want to make eye contact. They avert their eyes a bit. Uh, one of them mumbles something about uh, got to work on the ship and then uh, kind of stumbles away, you know, half asleep as well. Bacho uh, sidles up to him, gets real close to his ear, smells. You stink of fear, sailor. Tell me what's really going on. Uh, give me manipulation plus one. Once again, his strong suit. You are pretty intimidating, so you're getting a bonus die here. Ah, okay. No, no successes. I'll go ahead and push it. Uh, no successes. Nope. All right. Uh, he he does his best to like slip away. Your claws probably dig in a bit. I, you just have to work. I, I something came up. The the ship the the stands fell. Uh, I, we have to I, go fix it. Understand this. You can tell me the truth. If my pack comes to harm because you did not tell me, I will hunt you and your whole family line down and kill every one of you. Listen, I... I'm a nobody. I'm a sailor. I'm just trying to... My crew is going. I'm going. This... You have to... My family? I've got your scent now, human. You can tell me the truth. Or you can pray for a faster death than the one I'll give you. I I already told you. And he tries to, as forcefully as he can, push you away and uh, start following his group. Bacha just growls really loudly behind him. And I will spend a willpower point to get his yeah. scent. Okay, uh, you got a scent. All right. Uh, so you're making your way towards uh, Gunk and Mirren, right? Yes. Uh, where you think they're going, uh, they went. Gunk and Mirren, you uh, are meeting them as well. You're about wrapped up with everything. Uh, you're going to get to a point where you're, you're following the coastline a bit. Uh, it's the brightest uh, area because uh, a little bit of light reflects off the water. Not much pierces through the, the ash sky, but it's better than nothing. Uh, so you're following along the coast, and it's a little bit easier to navigate when you meet each other. Uh, four shadows in the darkness. 
What are you saying? Baldwin, Bacho. We were coming to get you. <clears throat> the sailors. There's something wrong in the whaling camp. They stink of fear and betrayal. But betrayal? Hmm. I think they seek to betray us out of fear. One, the one sailor whose throat I will tear out before the night ends lied to me. What the bunk? I do not know, but I Maybe. do not trust them. He was acting Dunk, you can odd. see in the darkness. I can. Yes. Of us. As, as you're talking, uh, Bacho a bit louder than everyone else. Uh, you do see some figures moving towards you. Uh, they could be sailors, but they they're heavily built like an oarsman would be. I think uh, but they led. The they have better clothing, here, and it looks like they are armed. It looks like they have uh, swords on. They're wearing swords. Bacho, danger there. How many were there? Uh, five. Five. How close are they? They are rivers, I think. Uh, they're medium to short range right now. Uh, they're they're closing in, and they're steadily walking. They're not running towards you, but they're walking towards. Do you. they have their swords out? No, they're not drawn right now. Stand your ground and state your business or taste our steel. <clears throat> Drop your packs and you can live. Bacho charges the guy who talks and kills him. <laughs> and kills him. <laughs> I mean, Let's go to yeah. initiative first. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, we are going into initiative. So uh, let me just yeah. so point of order really fast. Like, so they can't see in the dark. So were they carrying some kind of light source? No, they're seeing about as much as Mirren, Zaldrin and Bacho. Uh, okay. They likely were following Bacho and Zaldrin. Okay, got it. Let me go ahead and activate this map for you guys. Uh, not a perfect representation, but it's close. Uh, you guys go ahead and place yourselves about where you think you would be. Uh, and we're going to say that they are short range from you right now. Uh, Bacho, you said you were charging, so you could be near if you'd liked. Yeah, yeah. Bacho, that's Bacho will be Bacho's uh, slow action will be to charge. And go ahead and... Which one was the guy who spoke? Guys, uh, The one in the middle. Okay. Seems like a pretty good roll. Does anyone want to change? I'm good. Zaldrin, would you uh, you like to be third? Are you? Uh, I I can. I'm. I'll just shoot them. So it's uh, if you would like to get closer sooner. Uh, I will. Thank you. Okay. All right, uh, Bacho, you are up. Okay, so Bacho charges using melee charge, so that's his uh, that's his slow action. And uh, as he's charging up, he he gets the smell of this guy, and he activates his wolfkin uh, talent, 
I'm going to spend just two willpower on that, though. Uh, so I can track him for two days if he lives. All right. Then I will swing. Hold on, I just, I'm double-checking my talents to make sure I've got everything right. Is he wearing armor? He will, is. Uh, okay. As you get closer, you see a glint of chainmail. Uh, and he has a small shield as well that he, he's pulled out from behind his back as you start running towards him. Finally, somebody that I can parry. Uh, all right, so that's sorry. Uh, five, only sword, two, one, nine. So I'm just making sure I've got all my modifiers in. I did not roll. Okay. Oh, that's right. We're, I'm rolling physical dice. What am I doing? Sorry. Five. <laughs> the eight. One, two, three. Eight on the an eight on the artifact dice. So that's seven successes. Okay. Uh, and going I'm to going attempt- to. I'm going to spend yeah. my willpower point to bypass his armor. Obviously. All right. Uh, oh, sorry. He is going that's to attempt to nine. parry as well. That's nine damage. Sorry, not uh, not seven. Uh, one success there from the parry. So uh, he takes so eight. Eight. Yeah, go ahead and describe how you're just cleaving through this guy. So Bacho does exactly what he says. He just charges this guy, and his his sword is held in a low guard, and he stops right in front of him, just stripes it right between his legs, and just pulls up through his left shoulder, and his body just slides apart. Give me a manipulation plus one here. Each success, I'm going to say, is going to do some wits damage. My manipulation, as we all this know, is, is This would be pretty scary for them to see. So I will, uh, oh, I got one success. One success on okay. two dice. That's not bad. Uh, so all of them are going to be taking one wits damage here. Uh, anything else for you there? Um, none of them are within striking distance of me, are they? None of the rest of them? Uh, no. Uh, okay. Well, actually, they, they wouldn't be arm's reach. They would be near. Okay, then yes. So with my... Uh, since my uh, sword fighter is rank three, I will uh, I can slash two enemies with my sword with a single action. So I got to roll separately for the second attack, which I will do now. Bacho carving them up. Uh, that's only six points of damage. I'm not going to push it because it would have done some serious damage to me so six points he's gonna attempt to parry as well Uh, likely not as good for him but we'll see and i will spend one more willpower point to bypass his armor as well um you said six damage total six damage total you are cleaving through this guy as well he parried one uh but five is still enough to take him out and this time, so Bacho, after he cleaves through this guy, he just reverses the grip on his sword and just shoves it through this guy's mouth and levers the side of his head off. Yeah, uh, 
Gunk, you see this in vivid detail. Uh, the other two hear some howls and uh, one yell of pain. The other guy doesn't even get that yell out. And you hear some thuds as their bodies hit the ground. The second guy, there's two thuds, the body and the head, uh, hitting at different times. Uh, Gunk, what are you doing? Uh, seeing that they have perhaps hesitated or grown confused or uncertain based upon the, the viciousness of Bacho's attack, Gunk will hold his hand up to his head and he will stare at one that is close and he will look at them and in the mind of this person they will hear death comes for you it comes quickly as you have brought it to others so I'm then I'm going to just sort of flood him with images of all of those who have like he has killed as a reaver except Instead of him doing the killing, it is him now taking taking that. As I'm using telepathy as a weapon. I'm sorry, I should specify these are not reavers; these are humans. Hmm. Uh, okay, it doesn't matter. I thought ah, reavers oops, was more yeah. like a like a an industry. They're of wolfkin. People. Okay, okay, I wasn't. Sure uh, they're that. a different okay. type of wolfkin. Uh, then yeah. Okay. No so are you saying since my two cool wolfkin flavor, are the same, Stephen? You could the definitely. He, he's definitely seen some combat. Uh, so you, you can still do the same thing. Uh, everyone that he's ever killed in a battle in a shield wall, uh, he's being killed over and over and no, over. It's too late. You I'm already sorry. completely ruined the cool flavor. I'm, I'm just going to roll my dice now. I'm also <laughs> going to take five point, uh, five, uh, five uh, audience dice to get an extra willpower. Uh, I do not have a magical mishap, and he takes three points of wits damage. You're muted, Steven. Can anyone, am I the only one who can't hear? You're muted, Stephen. Stephen, you're still muted. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, Yeah, you take this guy out as well. Uh, He starts sobbing uh, violently. He he drops his weapon uh, and just collapses to his knees and then basically goes catatonic uh, and just falls to the ground. Anything else, Gunk? Nope, that'll do it. All right. Zaldrin, you are up. So, which was the soldier that went out with so the officer by the... The th- three um, in the middle are dead. Uh, the two on the, the flanks are still alive. Okay, so then I will go to the flank that is uh, a little bit more uh, straight. And because you have a spear, you have reach. So one movement will get you near, uh, from short to near, and you can still hit him from there without being in arm's length. Okay. So then I will uh, have my artifact die to attacks with the spear with this one. So that's a d8 plus four. Plus the three. Plus the two. Oh, it's a lot of dice. 
That is three successes. All right. Uh, he is going to attempt to parry as well. As soon as you're moving in, you can tell that this guy is much less experienced than the others. Uh, he's backing up uh, with very poor maneuvering. Uh, he's not going to parry very well. That is still one success. You said four? Three. Three. You don't get a killing blow, but you get a vicious strike across his torso. Uh, he doesn't have any armor on. You can feel it rip through his uh, cloth shirt, and he immediately like starts grabbing his side and like pulling away from you as best he can. Anything else? You good? Uh, no. Yeah, that's uh, her turn. All right, Mirren, you were up. Everyone in between died. Mirren will kind of like look back and forth at all the suddenly dead people. Uh, okay, well, here goes the last one. <laughs> and she will draw her bow and use the combination of fast shooter to be able to ready my weapon, um, which will allow me to shoot using one willpower with my rank two of path of arrow. Yes. And Thomas from the YouTube comments, thank you yep, for the correction. For <laughs> uh, we are going to do it right this time. Uh, that is, after all that, one success and four ones, so I'm not mm. pushing it. Okay, uh, one success. Uh, he's not going to attempt to dodge. I think with it being so dark, he wouldn't even see it coming. Uh, and he is also not wearing armor, so he's going to take that full damage. The second shot, or does he shoot, shoot him? Shoot him a second time. Uh, I thought you didn't get two shots because of the the talent. Is it a different talent? I'm it's sorry. two talents. I'm I'm using okay. instead yeah. of two from Path of the Arrow. I'm using one from yeah, Fast Shooter and one from Path of the Arrow. It's it, yeah. It's all so arrow you can stuff. you can still get the second shot off. Yes. yes. Uh, Fast Shooter explicitly says to combine with Path of the Arrow. Uh, that is one, two, two successes. Okay. Uh, again, not quite enough to kill him, but close. Uh, you hear the plunk, plunk of your arrow's uh, piercing flesh. He recoils. You can see the, the shadow turning away. Anything else? Oh, well, uh, Bacho, have fun. All right, these two, uh, I'm going to roll it collectively. They are both going to attempt to retreat uh, after this going so poorly. They want nothing to do with this. The one on the right, the one that was hit by the arrows, uh, is able to pull away and just start sprinting. Uh, and uh, makes his way well up the beach. Zaldrin, the one by you, attempts to turn, and there's a little bit of a runoff, uh, the, the water coming down from the shore, and he just trips and splashes in it, and he scrambles to get himself back up. His guard is completely down, though. Got that brings us back to Bacho. Bacho will charge up to this guy whose guard is down, 
um, with his uh, fast action. Um, with his slow action, he's going to grapple him because he wants answers. All right. Uh, roll your might test. Uh, I'm going to push it because I only got one success there. Uh, two successes. Not great, but two successes. He's going to attempt to dodge, but it won't be very good. One success. Not enough to get out. Uh, so your attack succeeds. Both you and your opponent fall to the ground. You just pounce on him yeah. and you just tackle him down. You feel the warmth of the blood uh, seeping out of him, uh, drenching you as well. But you also splash into this cold, ice cold water. And we are dropping out of combat here. Bacho's growling in his ear. Speak, he, human, if you would live. He's, like, trying to pull his head up a little bit because he's just barely uh, able to even keep his face out of the water. Uh, the majority of his head, like, the ears are definitely under the water. He's close close enough to you that he can still hear you. Uh, what? <sighs> mercy, mercy. Explain yourself or die on this beach. We we were hired to steal from you. We, we just wanted your packs. I wasn't going to kill you. We weren't going to kill anyone. Who hired you? Uh, an elf. I, I can't tell you who. You can't tell me who? Can uh, can Gunk touch Mirren on his shoulder and spend five audience dice to get a willpower and cast transfer and drain some willpower off of Mirren? Yes, yes. How much you want? I got nine left. I used one. Uh, can I have five? You can take all nine. I'm going to get more so quick. I almost okay. always push. All right. So the good news is I take five. I, I, I get five. But the bad news is I just rolled a magical mishap. <laughs> Ooh, nice. <laughs> Roll a right. D66. Oh, I've been waiting for this moment. Okay. All right. That is a 34. The spell unleashes demonic visions, which inflict one point <laughs> of damage to wits. That's not bad. All right. That could be worse. Could you, be worse. You've been tampering with raising the dead. You felt that energy coursing through you. Now that you're trying to go back to a spell you already know, something about it just it didn't click the right way. You uh, perhaps had a movement wrong or you just channeled the energy wrong. And you get visions of hordes of undead. All these people that you brought to life but you have no control over and they are angry at you for it. They are all like you're in the middle of a a zombie mob. They're all pressing forward. Their combined weight is crushing you. But you snap out of it. Take the and one so point I, of wits. Yeah. Uh, and he... What was... Then he looks up and he sees Bacho still kind of threatening him and threatening, threatening the man. He'll, he'll, he'll run up and he'll place a hand on the guy's face. 
Nelfa, you can't tell us, can you? I'm sure you can. Even if you can't speak it, your mind will betray it to us. And then he'll cast telepathy uh, to try and get it out of his this man's head. Well, Gunk does that, Mirren will like go up to Zaldrin. I bet you one silver it's Duber McDuberson. Ah. All right, so you. I will take that bet. (laughs) Okay. Uh, You're just doing surface level thoughts, right? Not memories? Uh, No, I'm going to kick it up. Uh, I'm going to kick it up to. I I rolled. I rolled. uh, I spent two. I'm going to spend two willpower to get it to power level two. Uh, I did not roll magical mishap on on this cast, at least. You don't have to go far back in his memory. Uh, it wasn't that long ago. Uh, he was in the above town, and uh, the one that Bacho killed immediately uh, seems to be the ringleader of this group here. Uh, you realize that they were guards. Uh, they had taken off uh, their their cloaks signifying their guards, uh, and the captain uh, said, we got a job from Del Air Bryn Mawr. I, uh, it looks as though these, uh, those who have sworn an oath to protect are very easily swayed to betray that oath. You coward, you fool, you murderer. This is one of the guards of that filthy place. They are sent by that fool whose home we spent time in today. I I didn't tell you anything. Yes, you did. Water starts rushing over. He is of no more use for us. He will warn them. He will warn them of the strength of the pack. Bacho pulls his head up out of the water, takes two of his great clawed fingers and shoves them up his nostril. And then he makes a fist and just curls his hand until he tears his nose off. And then he eats it. You will smell nothing ever again. I rob you of your greatest scent. Now go back to your your stinking hellhole and tell them to fear the pack. But not until you strip of everything, you will return as a dying cub. He's screaming as the nose is ripped off. Blood is gushing. And you're saying these words, but it seems like he can't comprehend them. As soon as you loosen your grip, he begins to scramble away. He gets maybe five steps before he collapses face down into this water. Unmoving. Mm. He was so close to dying that one point of damage ticked him over. They're so weak. Well, I mean... Macho's just chewing on this cartilage. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> if we're not uh, beholden to the blackmail, we can just steal his boat because that's clearly the only one out in the water still. Mm. Let's strip these guards of everything they have of worth and and leave this coast behind. That is a plan that I can get behind. Mm. Yes. And you see Bacho's and- nose go up in the air as he tries to smell where that sailor is. <laughs> Uh, this isn't the one that you uh, spent the willpower on, unfortunately, but it, it's very clear where he would have been going. Bacha this is where like we're going to end the session for the night, though. Uh, you guys, I'll, I'll give you a list of their equipment. You guys can decide what to take uh, throughout the week. 
uh, let's do some shout outs. Uh, Aaron, what's going on with Garblag? So tomorrow at uh, 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, we'll be returning to Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay 4th Edition. Shillings and Crossbones as our crew of would-be pirates uh, make their way into the Sea of Claws. Then on Thursday, I believe, but don't quote me, Pete may be running um, some Blade Runner uh, at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And then... At 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, uh, Jeff and I will be uh, returning to Star Wars, Edge of Empire, as uh, as our band of mercenaries make their way through the Mandalorian era. I caught a bit of that. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Jeff, what's going on with Lollygaggers? Yeah, man, we are back this week after having this past weekend off. Uh, so this Friday, Aaron returns to the to the Doom Master Chair as he's going to run us through some Conan. Uh, then on Saturday, we're back to One Ring, second edition, as per usual. Monday, we're doing some holler for Savage Worlds. Tracy Sizemore's three-session uh, run has wrapped up, so I will be stepping back into the shift boss seat. Uh, and we are going to be starting Act 8 of a 10-act campaign as we're getting very close to the end. Uh, and then, obviously, next Tuesday, we'll be back for more Forbidden Lands. Uh, check out, uh, obviously, the YouTube page as well. Uh, we have all sorts of games up there, both current and past. Uh, so please take a look. And we've got some cool stuff coming over the summer. We've got new games we're really excited to announce. Uh, we're going to have some Fallout on the channel. We're going to have some Delta Green on the channel. We're going to have some Twilight Imperium for Genesis on the channel. Uh, and a few other things here and there are going to be popping up. So if you're not following already, uh, both the Twitch channel and the YouTube channel, please, please do. Uh, you got any final words for us? Words of wisdom, Stephen? Uh, not necessarily wisdom. I don't have much of that to offer uh, in the first place. Would we want to mention a possible giveaway? Yeah, so that's a great idea, but it's your game. So I feel like you should do that. Two weeks from now, on the 30th, we will be giving away a physical copy of Bitter Reach, the book. Uh, so nice. if you want to deal with some very cold encounters, uh, some icy hearts and icy terrain, uh, come back in two weeks. Come back next week for the reminder to come back in a week uh, and you can win a book. Perfect. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and start up Raid as well. So uh, it's kicking up right now. So if you can go ahead and click on that when it's ready and go join Quests and Chaos as they're playing some D&D. &D. Uh, but I think that's it for us. So come back on Friday for Conan. Come back uh, on Saturday for Wondering. And we'll see you all later. So bye-bye. Good night. Good night.